0: You're listening to Mama My
1: Welcome to episode two of the Mind Honey podcast. I'm Kason Davis, here with Juniper. Hello, hello. Okay, so as I discovered last week, um, or shit, we recorded many weeks ago. No one needs to know that. Um, (laughs) The format of the show is we take turns surprising each other with a topic, and we riff on that topic. So today, the surprise topic is... Intimacy.
2: Mm. All right. Going deep. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So what about intimacy is coming up for you?
1: Well, um, so my wife and I just went on our honeymoon Mm. to the Sasha Cobra retreat. Um, You know, I can't speak highly enough of it. I can't go into details about it on this podcast, but what I will say is that it, it, uh, changed my life one. And two, it gave me a lot of interesting spiritual realizations about intimacy Mm. and the kind of depths you can find there. Right. I think, you know, I'm not alone in, in, in feeling like, I, th- you know, I thought that I knew what sensuality was. I thought I knew what intimacy was until, mm-hmm. until I had these experiences. Um, So, yeah, let's, let's see where this one takes us. Cause I know that it's infinite. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this could be the next five podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll circle back to it again and again. Mm-hmm. Um okay so I'm curious like describing before this experience or mm-hmm. ex- series of experiences mm-hmm. you're like I think I know what intimacy is I think I know what sensuality is mm-hmm. and then you have these experiences and you're like oh I had no idea Yes Um what was that experience <sighs> like to like realize mm. yourself
1: <laughs> Yeah Um, well, I think the first place I could start with that is before the experience, I was more identified with the thought. After the experience, I was no longer identified with the thought. Mm -hmm. So that's a pretty vague statement. So I'll kind of go into a bit more, but there's an idea about intimacy, right? There's a culturally programmed concept Mm -hmm. called intimacy. And there's a culturally programmed concept called sensuality. And typically what people do is, I mean, we're born free. We're conditioned to a certain peak state of identification with thoughts or just with, with mind patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, And And so we enact these socially and culturally programmed, uh, behaviors Mm. and we identify with them as if we are a person being sensual. You see what I'm saying? Uh, this, this is a subtle point, so it could be easily lost if we, if we go too quickly here, but if I'm a person being sensual, the context is my cultural programming, right? Um, yeah. And so when two people meet under that situation, they are in the mind. And because they're both in the mind, they actually can't be with each other.
0: Mm.
1: It's a mind program running into another mind program. <laughs> and if the output of the situation matches up to the mind program, the mind program determines that was a great sensual experience.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Right? If the output does not match to the mind program, then that was was not a great experience. So what's missing here is the depth of our being and our presence with each other. Mm. Right? True intimacy is meeting another being with absolute presence Mm -hmm. to the point that your separation vanishes. That's intimacy, Mm. right? You meet at some point and then become one. Mm. And you transcend your individuality and begin moving together as a new thing that's beyond the two of you, Mm. right? That's what I experienced. Wow. Yeah.
2: (laughs) That sounds awesome.
1: (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Um, So that's the contrast, right? Um, Oh, I thought I knew what sensuality was. There was some aspect of a personality still online before this retreat who had certain identifications with things. That's no longer here because he was erased. (laughs) (laughs) He's gone. Yes. (laughs) Out of here. (laughs) Yes.
2: Wow. So, how has this, I mean, obviously, this has shifted Mm -hmm. your connection with your wife. Yes. I imagine in an incredibly beautiful way. Mm -hmm. I'm curious um, because intimacy isn't just about sex. No. Like, how has this shifted your. Interaction beyond that relationship, like with your family, with your friends, with the world. Mm. Um yeah, what's that experience like?
1: Well, it's only been a couple weeks.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have everything
1: <laughs> <felt>? <laughs> No. Um, <laughs> but um no, I I guess the main difference is there's no fear okay mm-hmm. so so the thing i want to highlight is that intimacy can be a gateway to overcoming all of your fears mm-hmm. can be a gateway to releasing all of your trauma becoming completely free of it all mm-hmm. right because human beings are built love machines mm-hmm. we're built for intimacy we're built for connection we're built for loving yeah and it's what we all want, right? We the reason we do all this other stuff, the reason why we have jobs, the reason why we wear cool shoes, the reason why we do anything, is because ultimately we want intimate connection. Yeah, that's it. And so, give in to that. Go have intimate connection. When you get scared, look at that. Mm. You know, try to be with people who let you. Enter into those vulnerable spaces. Try to be the person who allows others to enter into those vulnerable spaces. Mm. Because that's how you heal the world, man. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's that easy.
2: Yeah. I feel like something that I'm hearing in what you're saying, too at least my experience of the like mind controlled Mm -hmm. version of intimacy, this Mm -hmm. programmed thing is it's also like a separation from self as much as it's a separation from other. Yes. There's almost this othering from who I am. Yes. And so that fear goes like both ways, like both out into the world, but also like deeper into the self which I would say is kind of the same thing, but like it goes both directions. And so to be open to that energy in yourself, to be present to your own soul, to be present to your own fear as it comes up, I feel like the deeper you can sit with that and love that, the more available you are to like then exper- also experience intimacy with others
1: exactly so the the i'm glad you brought that up because that was also my experience i had this feeling of finally coming home to myself Mm. uh finally finally coming home to my body because when you're out in mind land you're not attentive to the body the body is an amazing thing
0: yeah it's
1: so incredible the intelligence that it has um and how subtly and not so subtly it tries to communicate with the mind mm-hmm. and the spirit in this amazing intergalactic dance that we all take for granted yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you're totally right when the mind captures our awareness we can't even be with ourself
0: mm-hmm.
1: the mind sends us spinning and spinning and spinning we don't even know ourself and it sounds easy to just oh i could be intimate with myself right like but no 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 right like something within you comes up, what do you do? Are you intimate with it? Or do you decide, you know what? Like, I think I need to go for a run or I need to, let me just put on the TV, you know? Like yeah. that That kind of distraction is the mind saying, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> you don't get to be intimate with yourself and experience. Like, let's... Let's see on the TV so that we can forget about what's happening right now. Yeah. And that, that subtle, subtle interaction worms its way into everything to the point where you're um, trying to dance with somebody and you're thinking about, oh, my arms look funny while I'm dancing or, or worse, oh, I have some bills to pay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Instead. Because that's more comfortable to you to think about your bills than to be present with another human being and dance with them. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um and so it's a real gift, you know. The more intimate you can be with others, the more intimate you can be with yourself. So it
2: Mm -hmm. It goes both ways.
1: The problem is when you just try to do it alone you can masterfully deceive yourself Mm -hmm. and you can masterfully avoid it. But you, when you're in social situations with other people, sometimes there's no escape. So like, that's kind of what Tantra is all about is to place you in these intimate situations and you'll know where you're at because you'll either be completely at peace, completely free to say yes or no to whatever is happening without any panic feelings of unworthiness mm. feelings of fear of any kind right mm. you know none of that would arise if you were truly at peace and truly present with what is if you have all of those things being intimate can shine a light on them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and help you uncover where you're blocking yourself from receiving love
0: yeah
2: yeah i feel like that like uncovering process i think of it as like a recovering process is Mm. so scary i think it really scares the shit out of a lot of people like you want me to do what Mm -hmm. (laughs) um Something that I've been doing recently, I have this journaling practice um, where I talk back and forth with my inner being or my higher self, Mm. like we'll write back and forth to each other and we've been doing this for months now, almost every day and so we kind of have a flow together and recently I've had a lot of big feelings, a lot of what you're describing like panic, feelings of unworthiness, like anger mm-hmm. rage like even like you know the gross things like disgust and like vindictiveness mm-hmm. <laughs> and like grief and sadness and despair hopelessness all the things
0: mm-hmm.
2: all those uh nasty feeling feelings that that's when i feel those like mm-hmm. oh let me distract myself so when i have this journaling practice in the morning i'm sitting in my green velvet chair mm-hmm. I've got my journal open. I've got my tea. Like this is the time to be with myself. And so my inner being has started whenever I'm like, okay, I'm about to reveal something in myself that I don't know if I can love. My inner being will respond with, I love that part of you. Mm. So when I'm like, I'm so... Mm. Inner being is just like, Juniper, I love this part of you. And to like, it's like, and it's coming from that bigger part of me that's like not limited to my mind, that's Mm. like more expansive, multidimensional, and so to like be met with that love Mm. in those moments is really giving me the sustainability, like the like willingness to okay. These emotions are uncomfortable. These parts of myself that maybe I've gotten feedback from other people are not okay. Or I've, I have internalized some program from our world that these are not okay to just be like, okay, what if I just let that love in Yeah, and it shifts, yeah. it shifts it immediately.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, it doesn't necessarily make it feel all better. I don't think that's the idea. That's not intimacy. Isn't just bliss. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. We can come back to that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's interesting. This, this, this technique, this method of separating yourself into your higher self and your whatever multiple selves, the angry self, the, you know, some people would just label them as emotions, but we say i'm angry mm-hmm. so what does that mean i've i am the emotion if i say i'm angry then i've become the emotion anger right um and so all of those things within us are all that there's they're stored in our body from all the times where we didn't take care of ourselves mm. we didn't stand up for ourselves didn't love ourselves maybe we didn't have the power to do so At the time, right? Maybe we were a child subjected to experiences beyond our control, right? Um, Whatever the circumstance, your love of yourself was not possible at the time that these emotions became embedded into your being Mm. Um, or into your psyche, I guess I should say. Um, And so... Of course, you should love them because they're telling you, I've been mistreated. I've, you know, the truth of my being has not been acknowledged, Mm -hmm. right? The beauty of my being has not been acknowledged. Um, And given that we're all divine beings, you know, of utmost perfection, what's core in all of us is this demand for, acknowledging that truth right so when you say things that are harmful to me um, and I believe them and I accept them you see my anger is not at the person who said that to me the anger is with myself Mm -hmm. for not loving myself for accepting these damaging beliefs into me right Yeah, and keeping them as as my own keeping them as true And so in the infinite grace of the body, it tries to make you aware of these things and it tries to steer you on your path towards your ultimate perfection. Mm. Right. And it does so by nudging you with, with these feelings of, you know, panic and other bodily sensations wrapped up in thoughts and, and all of that. And, and, If you don't get the message there, then it starts to make you sick. And then it starts Mm -hmm. to make your relationships fall apart. And it starts to do all kinds of stuff until you get the message. You need to appreciate your divinity. Mm.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like if we all just put that on our mirror in the morning, I appreciate my divinity. Mm Mm-hmm. What a different energy
1: mm-hmm.
2: we would embody.
1: Yes. Because when you appreciate your divinity, you love yourself. And when you love yourself, you can't be mad at whoever whatever actors were involved in the harm mm. that that you have experienced. Because ultimately they were harmed similarly. And you could follow this chain of harm back as far as you want to look, right? So if you accept yourself for feeling all these nasty feelings and this anger, this vindictiveness, this violence, whatever it is, if you can love yourself for that, then that means you need to be able to extend that grace to everyone who ever lived.
2: Mm. I mean... That's the dream. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think actually, like you saying that brings up an interesting thing I've been w- wondering about this last week um, about humaning. Okay. And I think lately I've been like kind of upset that I'm human. Mm. And just feeling like I'm getting in touch with my multidimensional self, this divinity, this soul. And it's like, it's so big and it's so like stars and sky and all of the things. And then I'm like, and I'm in this tiny little body and I feel trapped Mm. (laughs) like having this human experience. And this week I found like a couple of things that are really beautiful about the human experience. And I think something you said earlier about like humans are love machines or love, like we're we're made to love. And like the experience of being incarnated, of having a body, of like having a limitation in a way put on our soul and our divinity to be expressed in this current manifestation, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: the limitation of that, the contraction of our soul to be in a body actually like provides this like incredible playground. Yes. To do exactly what we've been talking about. And so at least in my experience, it's not like, oops, snap my fingers and I suddenly love everyone and I'm not angry at anyone. (laughs) Like, I think if that were the case, like we wouldn't be human. We would just be existing in our souls and transcending of everything. So part, I feel like of the exciting part about being human is the process, which is this kind of dance. And I think maybe this gets back to like the intimacy piece of like that going inward towards self and the loving and the encountering of every single feeling and clump and trauma and whatever there is there and like meeting that with love yeah and then the going outward towards other which is connected to self since we're all one and like meeting all of that with this love yes and then encountering all of those things and then getting triggered and getting activated and encountering and it's that like yeah Uh, stretchiness back and forth between them rather than this like okay we got it yes that that it provides so much texture
1: absolutely that's the that's the embodied experience that's the whole point of it right is yeah you know the the hot term these days is spiritual bypassing (laughs) Um, but it's true right a lot of people get onto a spiritual path because of the pain they're experiencing, yeah, and this promise of of relief from suffering and from pain, right? Um, and so, what better way to get relief from suffering and pain than to blast out into space <laughs> and become identified with your soul and forget about, you know, your mortgage and your friends who kind of treat you like shit, you know, and your boss who passes you up for a promotion year after year. Right. Like, yeah. But when I go home and meditate, you know, everything's great. I'm God, you know, I'm, I'm king of the universe, (laughs) you know? And so not accepting the reality of what is, Hmm. is spiritual bypassing. Right. And in fact, that's just, human beings modus operandi right especially a human being who's got a severely empowered mind which is kind of the hallmark of western culture yeah um but um where was i going with that so hitting a blank <laughs>
0: um
2: oh look a, no- a great humaning moment a humaning <laughs> moment
1: All right okay so so intimacy helps us come back to the present moment it comes back Mm -hmm. to what is right now right like how do i feel standing in front of this other person how do i feel gazing into their eyes how do i feel when my hand rests on their hand like what is the sensation of their skin against my skin right Mm -hmm. i'm with that right now that this that's what's happening like taxes are not happening the thing my boss said to me earlier this week is not happening but right now when i'm with someone i have the opportunity to transcend all of that and become fully embodied right mm-hmm. and so it's it's counterintuitive but to heal and fix all of our human you know foibles and sufferings you can do so through the body right because that's another term that's kind of bandied about these days is embodiment and i and i don't necessarily know if that is well understood because it's it's such a far out concept if you get into it Mm. um but this idea of like what does it mean to be in my body yeah right um you can't really know until you tell you no um you you can't really know so long as you're in the grip of mind and uh you know as far as i'm concerned you can't really escape the grip of mind but by the grace of god you you know it feels kind of lucky um yeah because you can get lost in that place and i think most of us are you know i'm not saying i'm not lost i'm just know that i have I'm less lost in certain ways because I can look at previous versions of myself and see, wow, I had no clue.
2: Yeah. I think that's interesting, like thinking about the body and yeah, you don't know until you know. hmm I was reading um, Eckhart Toll's A New Earth and he does this example of he's like feel the energy of your body mm. like right now go inside your hand what is that life force energy of your hand feel like
0: mm. mm-hmm.
2: and then go inside your foot
0: mm.
2: what is that life force energy like what's the What's the texture of it? The feeling like what? what's the sensation of it? Yeah. And so I've sometimes been practicing this as a way of like, oh, my mind is spinning off again. Mm-hmm. And so as cheesy as like mindfulness practices sometimes are, like truly, genuinely like smelling something. Yeah. Or touching something like you're talking about, like hand on hand, like feeling the sensation of mm-hmm. sk- skin yeah um like I try to go for a walk every day and I walk by all of these plants and I love to like reach out and touch them yeah and sometimes like there's this one rose that I've been smelling this week that's been blooming and I like have to get up on my tiptoes to smell it it's a white rose with like little um yellow in the middle and one day I got up there and it had been raining and it got raindrops all over my nose mm. and just splashed all over my face. Mm. And I just laughed. And I had this like little moment of bliss yeah. <laughs> laughing on the sidewalk with this rose. Yeah. And in that moment, I'm not thinking about anything. Yeah. I'm not worried. I'm not stressed. I'm just like having this very sensory experience. Yes. And so I think on the one hand, well, it's like, oh, by the grace of God, like, Mm -hmm. maybe we get awakened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) On the other hand, it's like, we have the gift, the gracious gift of our bodies available to us literally every moment. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a huge thing. No. In fact, I don't think it often is a huge thing. Maybe it becomes that, but like, there's that invitation to reach out, touch something with your fingertips.
1: yeah like kids kids are so good at it. just watch kids um, how they experience the world around them, right They don't have enough command of language to spin out vast narratives mm. in their mind so they don't. They just look around, see what's going on and participate. Yeah. it's that simple.
2: That simple. Yeah. <laughs> Intimacy one-on-one.
1: <101. laughs> yes. Really, you know. though? Yeah. And and so people might think about that and be like, well, come on. If it was that simple, then we'd all be enlightened, right? So there is a catch.
2: Mm, do tell.
1: So the catch is to the extent that you have stored up trauma... Okay, mm-hmm. So trauma is a powerful belief tied with a powerful emotion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? As long as you have that in your body, the energy you don't have access to yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: Because you're maintaining this you're maintaining this structure in your being. Yeah. So these structures kind of gather around like boxes in a hoarder's garage and um you don't have access to yourself you you try to get to yourself and you bump into all these boxes Mm -hmm. and in order to navigate these boxes in real time is it's not possible Mm -hmm. you you can't constantly get pulled out of the moment as soon as these as soon as you bump into one of these boxes of junk in yourself Right. And so I'll just give my own experience. The ability to dance is completely blocked if you have any beliefs that your body is ugly or that your body is um, strange. You know, it's not the kind of body that good dancers have, it's um, clunky, whatever you can have all these beliefs about your body or yourself um, or worse yet. You know, my particular belief was that if I'm not a good dancer, then I will be rejected by whoever I try to dance with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And because I try to dance and I judge myself as not a good dancer, it's, a, it's already a fulfilled prophecy. Right? right. And so now when I try to begin to dance and to let the music, stir my body and let my body resonate directly to the music i cannot do so because i have all this junk so when you clear out the junk suddenly the energy moves through you freely mm-hmm. the music and encou- you your being encounters the music and instantly begins to harmonize with it there's a resonance there's a resonance that can 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 occur um and so you know, just show up and participate means all of your shit has got to be triggered and you've <laughs> got to let go of all of your shit because otherwise you're going to be participating through the lens of that shit. Yeah. You're not going to be meeting it directly. You're going to be identified as this box of junk or that box of junk. Yeah. Which requires you to be in your mind, which means you cannot be here now. You cannot be present at the moment and you cannot surrender to your own majesty you know let alone surrender to the majesty of the world or or whatever you're experiencing
2: Mm. yeah that makes me think about um i'm reading this book right now called frequency and they describe when you're born You are um, like how dolphins send out the sonar kind of like wave Mm. of sound from them out to like hear and see and understand their surroundings. Mm. Like when you're born, you're not like a little mind program running. You're just this little being of light and waves and frequency. And you're sending this love out. And wherever that resonates. You're like, okay. Yes, I'm learning to know myself and see myself. But whenever that runs into, say, fear, yeah. and usually that's like in the people that you're around, like your immediate family or whoever is caregiving for you, then it it bounces back to you. Hmm. And it bounce, so then it's like bouncing this fear resonance back to you and you get confused. And the book is like, this is your first experience of pain. Uh. is not knowing yourself because you found someone else who doesn't know themselves. Oh, wow. And that is like, whoa. Wow, yeah. (laughs) And so part of like the thesis of the book, as far as I understand it, I'm only halfway through, is on the one hand, recognizing like you're talking about these blocks, these boxes that we put. Mm-hmm. These frequencies, these these stuck energies in our energetic field, um, or in our bodies, even,
0: yeah,
2: trauma or emotions or those things that get triggered, is being able to release them, to yeah. open them, to let them go, to move that energy, to transform it into something, yeah. and then the other part, which I think is really intriguing, is to like learn your home frequency, hmm. like what is your soul like that that babies know i mean you hold like a tiny baby they know yeah you just you it radiates off of them yeah it's like incredibly beautiful um so it's not about like oh i have to go figure this out or find it it's like it's already inside of you yes so what does it sound like and i don't mean sound like i'm listening to music but sound in the very expansive sense of that what does it feel like what's the texture of it what's the color of it the shape of it the smell of it Mm. um so i think that is interesting because it is this like um titration almost back and forth between like if we spend all of our time trying to let the shit go yeah that's exhausting and like sometimes very depressing yes and if we spend all of our time like, oh, I'm just going to feel good, feel good, feel good all the time, like <clears throat> spiritual bypassing, yeah. we, <laughs> we like can get into this delusional idea of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so it's this titration, like back and forth between the two of like, okay, this is coming up for me right now. How yeah. can I open it? How can I let it go? How can I love it? How can I be with it? Yeah, And then titrate back to like, oh, wow, smelling that rose on my tiptoe, feeling this splash of like raindrops and just laughing, feeling the way the laugh reverberates up from my core, up through my chest, like out through my fingertips, mm. like finding that, that frequency that like, oh, this, this is me. This feels good. I'm alive. Yes. And it's like titration back and forth between that. And in some ways. That kind of seems like the dance of intimacy.
1: It it definitely is, right? Everything is is a melody. It's 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 on and off. It's it's in between. It's moving, mm. right? And it it all has a rhythm. And so, you know, success precedes failure. Precedes success, right? Um, darkness precedes light, right? These yeah these rhythms. Just happen. They're part of the universe, um, and they're they're part of the majesty and beauty of, of creation. Um, and we would be wise to see that wisdom everywhere and apply it to ourselves. <laughs> of course, right? Um, between you know, between doing, there's a time of rest, and sometimes you just. Well, not sometimes, all the time. You just need to be present because as present as you can be, you can see what needs to be done. Yeah. Right. Um, You know, letting go of things. It's really, it's about letting go of yourself. It's about letting go of any idea you have about why why you exist or why you matter, Mm. right? It's just being here. Right. Like, I don't know how else to say it. When you're there with the flower, you're just being there with the flower. There's no, hi, my name is Juniper. (laughs) I'm this height. My hair is this color. And I stopped to look at this flower because, you know, none of that. Yeah. (laughs) And people can't do that because they love their story about themselves. They love, the drama of being alive and being born to this crazy person and growing up over there. And I mean, experience is beautiful. And so we want to make sense of it by telling these stories. Yeah. And, um, those things are hard to let go of, you know? And so it's a real, It's a real dance, right? Like, people wouldn't hold on to their trauma if they weren't getting something from it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because there's, there's some safety in knowing I'm a person who X, Y, or Z, right? There's, at least it's familiar, as painful as it is. Yeah. You know what it is. You're very familiar with the situation. Compared with the unknown, right? It's like... I'd rather keep this pretty crummy situation that I understand perfectly well <laughs> rather than step into the wide unknown where something totally worse could happen or heaven forbid totally better could happen.
2: Yeah. And it's wild like how visceral and true that is. Like mm-hmm. while you were saying that I just had like a <laughs> flashback to like my marriage ending. Mm-hmm. And I was like having these panic attacks for hours and hours every day. And like, Mm -hmm. it's in an abusive relationship, like everything, like Mm -hmm. clearly not going well. My body, talking about body signals, I was getting, it was loud, screaming (laughs) signals. And even in that place, and like after making the decision, like, okay, we're going to separate, like I'm getting divorced, my life is changing. I remember this panic Of like, okay, that was terrible, but this other thing, I have no idea what it's going to be like. And the desire to like go back, the desire to like stay or like retreat back into it was so strong. Yeah. And it was like this, this liminal space. Mm Mm-hmm which sense has become one of my favorite words like liminality like this mm. idea of an in-between space mm. that space in between creation where it's just space
1: mm.
2: it's scary as all get out <laughs>
1: i think it's i think it's the most scary thing i think the yeah. i think the the mystery of you know this the complete mystery of not knowing anything you know complete blackness complete silence is is the most terrifying thing to everybody. Mm. And that's why I, I think intimacy is just the simple answer to it all. Because mm. if you know how to intimately relate with other human beings, you'll always be okay. You'll, yeah. There will always be someone there for you. And you'll always be there for someone else. And there's nothing that can happen to you, right? Right. Like that's the saddest part is about how traumatizing our culture is, especially to young people and how it damages their ability to be intimate. Like it's, it's one of the cruelest things because if you just could be intimate with others, you're free. Like you never have to worry about anything because you know how, to be with others and you know how to be with yourself mm. you could be a tribal you know a person in a tribe somewhere in the middle of nature or you could be in a busy city you could be whatever it doesn't matter what you are where you are how much food you have to eat how rich you are how poor you are if you know how to be with people you're free you're safe mm. right wow yeah.
2: That's beautiful.
1: Right. Why why would a war start? Why would you why would people kill each other? Why would people traumatize each other for any other reason other than they don't know how to be intimate? They've never received love cuz they don't know how. Mm. Right? And so the greatest gift that you can receive is to surrender in complete vulnerability to someone and they know how to be intimate and they receive you completely with their presence and their unconditional love. It's the greatest gift anyone can receive. Wow.
2: Mm. Well, I think that's a really good invitation to leave us with. Yeah even if it's just like to be curious about that to to begin to want that to begin to feel that to begin to open to that
1: yeah it's it's the start it's the start it's a beautiful start
0: mm. thank you